you know, it's, it's a very interesting niche, right? Because a lot of times the people that are buying this property, it's sometimes I'll call it man jewelry, right? They just, they just think it's cool to own some raw land and they're not that interested in, in actually developing it. They just want, maybe they'll go out and use it recreationally. Maybe they'll hunt on it. Maybe they'll, you know, camp on it or they just want to invest. They just want to keep building their net worth for their, for their banker. Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, guys, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, the number one podcast geared towards educating investors and entrepreneurs who want to break into the U.S. market and start buying cash-flowing deals. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, as you know, it is my job to explore, dissect, and interview the cream of the crop when it comes to real estate investing here in the United States. And the reason that I do that is so I can educate you guys, so you guys can go out and make the right decisions when it comes to investing for cash flow to create long-term wealth and financial freedom. If you are new to this show, then welcome. I welcome you to this show and I encourage you to go back and start from the beginning and work your way through each and every episode and listen to the incredible content that my guests have given to this show. You can find this show on all the platforms, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you podcast, I will be. Remember to hit subscribe and each and every week you'll be notified when the latest cracking episode is launched. Before we dive into today's show and I introduce you to the cracking entrepreneur, remember that I do have a free ebook. And if you want to get your hands on this free ebook, it is pretty simple. Firstly, all you need to do is jump on iTunes and leave the show a review. It helps to show iTunes that we're creating an awesome community of entrepreneurs who want to learn more about investing here in the United States. Once you've left that comment, on iTunes, shoot me a screenshot of that comment to info, that's I-N-F-O at rsnpropertygroup.com. And in return, I will send you my brand spanking new ebook called The Art and Science of Raising Capital Like a Pro, The 4P Rule. And it is the book, a very simple ebook, which is set up to change your mindset about the benefits of raising capital to start going out and getting more deals done. And the 4Ps are pretty simple. It is professionalism. It is pitch practice and patience. Those four Ps are the things that I've seen in myself and in other successful syndicators who go out and raise capital successfully. Remember, if you want to get your hands on this free ebook, jump on iTunes, leave the show a five-star review, then shoot me the screenshot at info at rsnpropertygroup.com. Also, remember, spots are filling up really quickly in my mentorship program here in 2017. And if you want to start learning about how to successfully close on your first multifamily deal, then this mentorship program is for you. I walk you through the A to Z of multifamily investing, from analyzing and choosing the right markets, to building your right team, to close how to close on a deal and obtain the best financing. And to top it all off, I give you the tools to start raising capital successfully as a newbie so you can get more deals done and you can grow your net worth. I help you establish your inner key person of influence and help you create a cracking personal brand. If you are interested in taking that next step and you want to get involved in my mentorship program, it's pretty easy. Again, shoot me an email at info, the I-N-F-O at rsnpropertygroup.com and put in the subject line, mentorship 
program. Okay, lastly, if you do have any comments or feedback for this show, I love hearing from my loyal listeners. And the easiest way you can do that is jump on my website at rsnpropertygroup.com forward slash podcast. And remember to leave some comments in the show section of any of the shows that you do like. I love hearing from you guys. It helps me create an even better show and it helps me motivate to you know create, giving you the best content that I possibly can so you guys can know, go out there and start successfully investing here in the United States. All right, guys, let's get cracking and into today's show. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Mark Podolsky, aka The Land Geek. Mark is considered one of the country's most trusted and foremost authority on buying and selling raw, undeveloped land within the United States. He has been actively investing in real estate and raw land since 2001 and has completed over 5,000 unique transactions. Mark has achieved this level of success due to his core business philosophy, which is happy customers are guaranteed. Mark is also the host of the top podcast in the investing category on iTunes aptly titled The Best Passive Income Model and The Art of Passive Income. He's also the host of The Land Geek, Work Smart, Earn More, Learn How. But enough out of me, let's get him out here. G'day, Mark. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? Reed Goosen's pulse is normal. Respiration's <laughs> fine. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, mate. Thank you. I uh, I've been hearing you a lot around the the traps on the the podcasting scene, and it seems that you have been creating some somewhat of a name for yourself in the raw land space. That, I, you know, right? <laughs> you're all, you're you're everywhere. But before we do dive into today's show. I did want you to elaborate a little bit more on your background, people who may not have heard about you, uh, and how you got involved in real estate investing way back in 2001. Yeah, yeah. So so actually, like in 2000, I was a very unhappy, overworked, stressed out, cubicle-sitting investment banker. And I, I, worked, I did mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. So, you know, middle market stuff, you know, enterprise value of you know, five to 500 million. So not, nothing too crazy, right? And uh, I had a 45 minute commute to work and back. Uh, I was micromanaged. And like, Reed, I wouldn't get the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming. Like I'd get the Friday blues anticipating <laughs> the weekend going really fast and then having to be at work at, on, on Monday. So our firm hires this guy and he's telling me that he goes to these tax deed auctions and he buys up raw land, pennies on the dollar, and he flips them online, and he makes, on average, a 300% return on his investment. Now, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm from the show me state. So I, I don't believe him because I'm looking at companies all day long, and a company read that's got 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow, that's an amazing company, right? right. Your, your average company is at 10%. I'm looking at companies all day long less than 10%. So 300% is just seems, seems ludicrous. So I go to New Mexico with him and I've got three grand saved up for like car repairs. And, you know, sure enough, I just, you know, we drive around and look at the raw land and it all looks the same to me and, you know, whatever. So I go out and I buy uh, 10 half acre parcels and average price of $300. Wow. There's no one in the room, right? $300. <laughs> For these parcels in, in like nowhere in New Mexico. I do exactly what he tells me to do. I put them online and they sell for an average price of $1,200. So it worked 300%. He's right. 
So I took all that money. I went to another auction where I live in Arizona, and there's no one in the room. I'm buying property for nothing. And I bought up as much as I could, and I sold all that property. In six months, I made over $90,000. So so now I go to my wife. I said, honey, look, I I think I'm going to invest in in land full time and quit my job. And she says, absolutely not. (laughs) Right. So I said, all right, fine. So I I, I, uh, did raw land investing part time. Well, I did my investment banking job full time for 18 months until the land income exceeded the investment banking income. And I quit and I've been doing it full time ever since. I've done over 5,000 unique land transactions and uh, I love it. Wow, that's an incredible story. And I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people out there listening to today's show because that's stuck in the cubicle type of thing. And it wasn't as if you were stuck in, you know, you're an investment banker. It's a great job. It's perceived to be a great job. And you can tell me <laughs> otherwise, but uh, it sounds like you were worked to the bone and, you know, you answered to some, you know, boss who was part of a board of directors and blah, blah, blah. And this the typical cubicle crunch as I like to call it because people get that sort of antsy feeling of there's more to life than just rocking up a nine till five you know five days a week for the next 40 years of your life and um, it's incredible that uh, now you said that the person who got you into it was also working at the same investment firm or the um... yeah he yeah he was working at the same investment firm we we had, we had you know hired him I didn't know him that well mm-hmm and uh, as soon as he saw me quit, he did it too. He quit too. <laughs> but he showed you the ropes, right? That's incredible. How did he yeah, learn the ropes? He he learned the ropes in, in the same way that anyone learns the ropes. I mean, you see somebody doing something, and it was, it was all trial and error. There's like a group of us that kind of started all at the same time. And uh, like, this is actually a thing. Like, I, I remember for years, I thought it was just a lark. I'm like, there's no way this thing is going to last, right? It just, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. And then I heard a podcast the other day with Adam Robinson, who's like this amazing hedge fund investor. And he's like, I look for deals that don't make sense. I'm like, yes, that's it. (laughs) That's what I do. It doesn't make any sense. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's dive into the nuts and bolts of investing in raw land. And can you just start out with, you know, you said you went to these these rural parts of New Mexico and Arizona, and you went to the courthouse steps and blah, blah, blah. But do you want to just maybe methodically go through the steps uh, and how you value raw land and make sure that you do get that cash flow, which is uh, which is king in this uh, this world to try and create financial freedom? Yeah, Reed, let, let's, use, let's, let's use you as a case study, okay? And I'm gonna, so I'll walk you through it. So for, th- first thing we're going to do is we're going to pick out our county, right? So I'm going to go online and you know, maybe I'll do a Google search or I'll go on, you know, landandfarm.com. But I want to know definitively that there's deals being done in that county, right? Because I want to get some good sold comps. So now I've got an area that I think, oh, you know, this is going to be a good county for me. And I don't look at all, you know, there's 3,007 counties in the U.S. So, you know, how do I narrow it down? Like, you know, nobody wakes up and thinks to themselves, boy, I'd really like to buy some raw land in Minnesota today, Right. Unless you live in Minnesota. So I go to areas like California, New Mexico, Nevada, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, uh, Texas, Florida, right? Sunshine states. So, and there's tons and tons of raw land there. So we go, we get our county. Now we want to get our, our county list of people that, and let's pretend like Reed, you own property in Texas, but you live in L.A., Right. And I see on the county tax back tax back tax list from the treasurer that you owe a hundred dollars in back taxes. Right. So now I get that list from the county treasurer 
And what I'll do in Excel, I'll do a little, a little bit of scrubbing of that list and I'll get rid of all the industrial property and all the commercial property and I'll get rid of all the houses and I might even have to sort by uh, use code like VL, right? So now I got vacant land. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll sort that maybe by acreage or APN number. So I'm not sending everybody the same offer because what I'm going to do, Reed, I'm, I'm going to send you an offer 20 to 30 cents on a dollar on your property. And the way I'll value that is I'll do a simple calculation, right? I'll look at the comp and I'll divide by four. And that gets me what Warren Buffett calls a margin of safety of 300%. And then I'll send you this, this offer. Now you owe back taxes, right? What was once an asset to you has now become a liability. And you're advertising it to me because you're not, if you don't value it, you don't pay, you don't pay on it, right? So three to 5% of people accept my offer because I don't want to be in the appraisal business. I'm actually sending a real live offer for them to accept or reject, right? So three to 5% accept it. If it's over 5%, I start getting nervous. Maybe I offer too much. If it's under 3%, I probably came out a little bit too low, right? So these are my numbers. These are my metrics. Now they come back. Then we start doing your typical due diligence on raw land, which yeah, we have a property report. I, I won't bore you with it, but we want to make sure there's legal access. We want to make sure titles free and clear of liens and encumbrances. We want to make sure there's something compelling about the property. We want to get GPS coordinates or all four corners. And we can get all this now done virtually between Google Earth and GIS maps. It's amazing. I can't tell you the last time I physically went out and looked at a piece of property. And for 50 bucks, I'll have a Craigslist gig, a local Craigslist gig. I'll have somebody go out with my property report, shoot video, take pictures. And there's a great app called What Three Words and LandGlide. And these are really good ways for me to determine if, if my VA or, or my whoever's out there is actually out in the right place. Because I'm like, okay, now send me your coordinates from your smartphone. So it, it's great. It's great. Um, okay, so we do due diligence. We close with our seller, which in this case is you, right? So you're happy. You got your, you got your money. And now I've got the piece of property. Now what I'll typically do is I'll sell that parcel. And what I want to do is I want to make it a recurring passive income piece. So a one-time sale and passive income. And the way I do that is easy owner financing, right? So if I bought that property from you for $1,000, I might sell it for 10000 on easy terms, okay? So I'll get $1,000 down as a down payment. So I'll get my money out typically on the down or at least within six months of the down. And then I'm going to get a car payment. Let's say two forty nine a month at 12.9% interest, right? No credit checks, right? And now I've got two forty nine a month coming every single month for say, you know, what, eight years until they pay it off. And we just keep doing that and doing that. And we've got a, a new software program out that automates the entire thing. So it's a set it and forget it system uh, called Payment Geek. And so with software today, it's the best time to be in business. We have the, we have the business 90% automated, right? So I literally work about two hours a week in Frontier Properties doing deals. <laughs> it's just a machine. <laughs> that is awesome. That in. So I've got so many questions. I've written all these stuff down because I think I want to just rewind just slightly to your one of your comments you said before about the Sunshine States. And are you looking for anything in particular in terms of the metric of the area? I know you said you want to see comps of land, but are you like, is it close to a major metropolitan center or, you know, is it population wise? Is there job growth? Is any of that make any 
bearing on your decision or or does that not come into play? It really doesn't most of the time because, you know, it's, it's a very interesting niche, right? Because a lot of times the people that are buying this property, it's sometimes I'll call it man jewelry, right? They just, they just think it's cool to own some raw land and they're not that interested in, in actually developing it. They just want, maybe they'll go out and use it recreationally. Maybe they'll hunt on it. Maybe they'll, you know, camp on it or they just want to invest. They just want to keep building their net worth for their, for their banker. Right. I've, I've got a CEO in, in San Diego that just keeps buying property from me. He spends 5,000 a month. He just thinks it's cool. He's never gone out to look at the property, but he, he, you know, it's, so it's very interesting. And then we, you know, there's a massive prepper, uh, you know, millions of people that are, that are preparing, uh, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. And they, they love these, these types of properties. Uh, military people love this type of property. So, you know, you don't want to be on the side of a mountain necessarily, but something, you know, what you and I would call out in the middle of nowhere sells really well. That's interesting. That's that. That is a very interesting thing because someone in San Diego is buying in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so, talk to me through about how you get those comps uh, to, to back up the fact that people are actually executing on this on this raw land and making sure that there is that exit strategy that you're going to get someone in there who's going to you know take the note and pay you uh, your cash flow for the next you know seven to ten years. Right, right. So typically, there's two ways to get those comps, and it's either going to be online with a good county that is kind of digital already. Or you just call the assessor and say, hey, can I get the, the comps on, on you know, for the last six, 12 months on this APN number or these properties? And they'll give it to you right over the phone and then divide by four. <laughs> I it's, think it's, it's really, it's, I mean, it's a very simple model. It's just not very easy. Right, right. I, I think the biggest thing for you is that uh, you're making money when you buy, right? You're, 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 you're getting it at pennies on the dollar. So, Exit strategy wise, you have the, you haven't overpaid for the property, so you're not going to be in the red from day one. Uh, you have so many more options available to you, uh, and, and by the sounds of it, you're, you're paying pretty low costs. You know, thousand dollars for you know for, for land, which is pretty cheap. You know, in my in my, in my business, when we invest in multifamily, that's cheap. <laughs> oh my gosh, I mean, it's it's ridiculously cheap. Like it's it, it again, it makes no sense. I like taking these screenshots. Uh, this is one of my clients, and uh, here's a good case study. Derek Marshall, another great day in the land business. It's like magic. Closed on the buy, and this is, I don't know if we're recording this, but this is on March 1st. Today is March 27th. Closed today on the sale. This is the 24th. Turned $1,500 into $9,000. Everybody's happy. He's got a copy of the check. <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. The, the, the margins are ludicrous. No, they are. Absolutely yeah. ludicrous. It's it's incredible to think that there's that much inventory out there that people want to buy, and there's that sort of turnover. So, talk to me about how that turnover occurs. Like from when I identify the property to, and and I take it this is a very systems orientated business because we've already mentioned a couple of times about automation, and we'll get into that in a, in a little bit because I love automation. But what what's the sort of timeline? Is it a month? Is it two weeks? Uh, and and does it come down to how well you've prepared on the front end in terms of your exit strategy and your your on sale to that person uh, who wants to buy that land and execute on a note? Right, right. So so the entire process as far as getting your offers out to buying the property to selling the property, I, you know, when you first start is about sixty days, let's say, and then once you get that machine rolling, 
then it's just, it, it, you know, I, I have a, a program called it's more deals than you can handle. And it's literally more deals than you can handle. You'll, you'll become overwhelmed with deal flow because read, if you go to a RIA meeting, right, there'll be a hundred people in that room. 99 of them are single family home flippers or wholesalers, right? You and I would be the only land guys. So you've got a massive market with nobody doing it. And so it's, it's kind of crazy. That is crazy. And that is crazy. And so let's talk a little bit about automation. Where are you finding your invet, uh, your, your, your end buyers typically? Is it on Craigslist? Is it in local newspaper ads or Facebook ads? What are you doing specifically? To sell the property? Correct. Yep. Okay. So there's a order of priority of how we're going to sell. So we have a built-in best buyer that no one else has the luxury of having that that us land guys have. Do you want to guess who it is? Um, Craigslist, low income. I don't know. You no, <laughs> no. It's the neighbor. Ah, the neighbor. Right. So you send out neighbor letters saying, hey, before I go to the open market here with this property, I'm going to give you first right. And there's that fear of, oh my gosh, who's going to be my neighbor? So I don't want someone, some stranger buying next to me, I'll buy it. Mm -hmm. So the neighbors typically buy that property right away. Now, if they pass, right, they might actually sell. <laughs> so <laughs> now I've got a larger tract, <laughs> right? So now then we go to our buyers list because ultimately that's the only thing that we really own, right? So, you know, we'll, we'll do like a white paper, like of how to avoid the three fatal land buying mistakes in exchange for that knowledge. Um, give me your email. And then every week we send out this deal of the week. Right. So the buyer's list buys every week. Now, if the buyer's list passes or we just have too much property, you know, to sell and we can't keep hitting our list, then we'll go to Craigslist. Absolutely. We'll go to Facebook, buy sell groups. We'll go to landsandfarm.com, landsofamerica.com, landflip.com, landhub.com, <laughs> lands. Right. So usually within 30 days, this property sells. Awesome. Well, that's, in, that's an incredible time frame, particularly when you have uh, your system set up. And, and I could imagine that this type of investing would be a pretty good way to get started if you've never invested in real estate, correct? Because it's, it's, it takes such little money that, you know, a lot of people have maybe, you know, you can get a $10,000 credit card out there these days from Home Depot. You know, I'm sure you can, you know, go out and execute on 10 of these deals, right? Yeah. I mean, what's interesting about this model is you don't even need any money. Um, typically, when you think about it, because let's say that I'm, I extend the due diligence or I option a property, right? I go to the neighbor, right? They buy it and then we do a double close. So now I'm not using any of my own money. And I've got, I've had a number of clients do that where they've just, they didn't have a lot of cash, but they'd lock up the deal, 20 cents a dollar. And then the buyer would, would put the money down. They'd pay off their seller and then you know, set up the note with the new buyer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about the risks involved with land buying and how it tracks in the market cycle compared to other asset classes like multifamily or single family or industrial or, you know, mobile home parks. And, and does that play into consideration when you're, you know, given where we are in the market cycle today? Right, right. So, so land is a very interesting, uh, I, I call it the, uh, the long tail of real estate, right? So it, let's say the head is, you know, big commercial property and then you got multifamily and then we got residential and then maybe industrial all the way down. We got land. Right. So land is the uh, last to uh, get hit and the last to recover. 
right, um, in any market cycle. So in 2000, 2008, for me, wasn't a bad year, actually. Um, my bad year was 2010, right? So while, you know, but while housing's recovering, um, land still was flat. So it's, it's, a very, it's a very interesting market cycle if we look at a 10-year cycle. That being said, in my niche, because it's so affordable, right? We're not talking about million-dollar you know, ranches necessarily. Not that you can do million dollar ranches. It's hard to buy a ranch 20, 30 cents on the dollar. It, it, it's, you know, it's pretty affordable for everybody. So as long as, you know, you're, you're being smart and you're not over leveraging, you'll be just fine. So, you know, every single year that I've done this business since 2001, it's been profitable. Now from 2001 to 2006, it was insane, right? And it it was just, you know, a, a monkey could have made money, right? It was just it was it was silly. It wasn't it wasn't me. I wasn't that, you know. It, it was just the market. But um, 2010 to 2013, I, I saw about 50% of my note portfolio just vanish, and I had to resell all those properties. So you know, if you're not if you're living um, where if you keep you know you, you've got to have a reserve. Uh, in real estate and, and it doesn't matter which niche, but you've got to be smart about it in that sense and you got to manage your cash flow. So, um, that part is tough. I think, I think, well, the, the other question you had was like, what's, What's the downside of yeah? Like, what's the in, you, you briefly and I think you sort of were starting to to touch on it was in two thousand and ten to two thousand and thirteen you lost a bunch of real estate because you're, that was your bad years. So if they're your bad years right now, where are you, are you coming out of your bottom of the cycle for for land? And, and, yeah, and yeah, we're definitely upwards? yeah we're definitely out of the cycle, um, and we're going upwards. It's it, it's. It's hard for me to gauge how long this is going to, you know, go on. But right now we have a nice equilibrium where it's really easy to buy and it's really easy to sell. Now, when it becomes harder to buy, then I know the market's getting too hot and that's when I get nervous, right? Um, so what would you do in that situation now that you've – it sounds like you've been through that already once. Okay, so if I, if I was in a situation where it's tougher to buy, I'd stay disciplined and I w I'd stop buying. Right. And then I would just keep selling and, and, and doing what I'm doing. And uh, I just keep raising the prices on what I'm selling. Right. Now, eventually that, you know, we'll, we'll see that crash, which is the, which is amazing. So then when we're we're cash heavy. Then we just go out and buy everything. Right. So, you know, we really like the Warren Buffett model of investing. So when when <laughs> when people are greedy, I get scared. And when people are scared, I get really greedy. And I, and I did that in, in 2009 and 2010. Um, I mean, I just bought up as much as I could. There, because, again, you know, nobody, everybody was scared. Right, right. And so when you're buying up you know, land, are you land banking it to have for uh, your own self? So you, you, you lock in a, um, you know, a, a person on a note and then you have that sort of, that's your land bank. And so when it comes to an opportunity where it's too hot to buy, you're then selling those pieces of land outright and you're getting people out of the note. Or, or how, walk us through that sort of scenario to mitigate your risk. Right. So, you know, ba basically, you know, we, we've got this massive amount of cash flow with all these notes, right? Sure. And so let's say that I need cash. I can sell to an investor uh, 12 to 18 months of the cash flow. Yep. Got it. 
right? Yep. With a with a security agreement. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll do that if we need cash. You know, when you have margins of three hundred thousand percent, you know, you you can almost borrow at any rate, and it and it still makes sense, yep. right? Yep. So, you know, money's never really the issue in this business. It's always can we get the deal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that situation. Interesting, interesting stuff. So what, talk to me a little bit about your automation. It sounds like you've created some incredible apps and, and that sounds like a more of a morphing of your business because you're now online and it's more automated and there's been a need and you've filled that need with your particular, and I, and I, I don't want to butcher any of the names of these, but I'm sure you'll go through them. How has that helped you create your work-life balance where you're only spending you know, two or three hours, you said, on Frontier Capital each, each and every week? Yeah, so so basically the software has been a huge game changer because now we can just upload a list and throw it into our software. It's called LG Path, the Land Geek Proprietary Automated Software System. So, <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we got these developers, we hard-coded it, and we said, we want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen. And we have a very simple flow, and it all automated. So what used to take me 20 minutes in paperwork now takes two seconds. Um, so really, once you get the list... And you upload it, everything becomes automated. We use an API with Lob. So all the offers go out automated. Um, when they come back in and you start doing your due diligence, we, we outsource that to the Philippines. It costs us $11. They put it all into our software and they put in all the maps. And you know, while we're doing due diligence, we're actually doing marketing. So the marketing piece then becomes automated. Um, that gets pushed out. We have acquisition managers you know, running the business. So all Mark is really doing is managing the flow and then and breaking stuff like how can we make this better? So, you know, every every Wednesday I'll have a meeting with my team and then on Fridays I look at a report, right? How many offers have we sent out? How many deals are pending? How many deals uh, did we buy and how many deals do we sell? And then, you know, I, I feel badly for my team if I've had a cup of coffee and, I, and you get a call from me because that means I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a brilliant idea, right? <laughs> Why don't we try this? So um, that's how we do it. And so I, I really kind of, you know, focus every day on the three W's because I want to work, you know, when I want, where I want, with whom I want. And if any of those W's get kind of messed with, then I, I can, you know, like w- what happened here. Right. You sound like a very um, big guy on, on automation and systems. And, you know, it, it's about investing time as an entrepreneur in those systems to make your job or your life easier. And you can do, you know, the three W's you just said, what you want, when you want, with who you want. Um, so how, as you're moving forward into the future, do you keep track on all that sort of stuff as your business becomes more and more automated um, and, and you making sure that, you know, nothing slips through the cracks? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's all about, taking what I believe is a business philosophy and keep, you know, drilling that into my team. Right. So then they can think like me. So I want my brain to go into their brain. And so the fewer questions that they have, the better for me. Right. Because eventually when it's completely quiet on my end, then I know, okay, everything's working really well and everyone's taken care of. And I, I still keep an eye on everything. Right. It's, it's not that I'm abdicating responsibility. I'm just delegating it. Right. So ultimately the buck stops with me, but I, I, I think my role now as the CEO is really kind of like a philosopher, right? Here's, here's our philosophy of how we're going to treat customers. Here's our philosophy, how we're going to handle problems. Here's our philosophy of how we're going to grow. Right. 
um, here's our philosophy of, of managing uh, capital and, and handling investors and, and velocity. And here's our philosophy on, on deals. On a deal like this, here's how we should handle this scenario. So we have this repository, if you will, of, of all this sort of philosophy that I have. And they can always go back to it and, and see it. So that's, that really kind of allows me to grow and, and do other things that, that I also want to do. Because look, you know, once you've been doing something full time since 2001, you need a new challenge. <laughs> I could totally imagine that. Uh, but I think the, what you've hit the nail on the head there is that you're creating people within your business who are like you. You're creating like mini you so you can you know, not have to be, go off and do something more challenging, as you said. Um, and I think that's really, really important. What does the future hold for Mark and, you know, Land Geek and the team over there? Software. I love <laughs> software. So more systems. How could I have guessed automation. that? <laughs> yeah. So um, we're, we're in beta right now on paymentgeek.io. Uh, so every pain point that I have in my own business, which is like, like we looked at the market, like I, I hated all the note management software in the marketplace. I'm like, screw it. I can do better. So I did. So it's amazing now. And uh, we have all these other verticals that could actually use this software. And I think when it's at the end of the day, when it's really done, um, we're going to have something like really, really valuable because it's not just for real estate. Orthodontists can use it. Plastic surgeons can use it. Anyone that has to do any kind of recurring payments, even landlords could use it. Uh, it automates it through ACH and credit card. And uh, it's it's really really nice. The notifications, the, the customers can go in, and it, it avoids those two lousy calls I used to get, like, "Hey, what's my current balance?" and "How can I make a prepayment this month?" It just it's it's just really really nice in that respect. Um, and then as far as uh, the frontier properties and the investment business, just getting that software uh, growing and going, and and it's um, and tweaked and and better, right? It's just it's, it's just really, really fun. And then, um, you know, helping other people. Um, there's, there's nothing better than when my clients are, are doing things in this business and moving the needle in their own lives. And, um, you know, nobody ever thanked me for selling them a piece of property. But now that I'm, I'm teaching people how to do this, it's, it's really uh, amazing how the, the results that people are having and and the impact that's having on their life. And I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point now, Reed, where I, I can kind of die in peace. I'm almost <laughs> there. I'm, I, I've got to meet with the trust attorney next week. And then, and then I can die in peace. Like, I, I'll know it's all, it's all, it's all systemated. It's all automated for my wife. And, and, uh, it's just a machine now. And, I, you know, I, I can die in peace. No, I, I've made a difference. Well, kudos to you, man, in terms of getting it all up and running. I think that's, uh, in, in, in an entrepreneur's eyes, I think it's a very sexy thing when you have a, when you have a business all automated and, you know, someone could walk in a layman and, you know, just insert themselves and they can start going. So that's awesome. Um, Mark, at the end of each show, I always like to ask my, my guests to give me their top five investing tips. You ready to get into it? I'm ready. Mate, what is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? The daily habit I keep on track uh, to my goals is it's actually a weekly habit. I call it my compass worksheet. And so within that compass worksheet, I write down my most important goals, my weekly most important tasks, and my 10x goals for you know either that day or week. 
and I do that. And then as a, a, a daily ritual, I've got a bunch of them, but you know, I, when I wake up, I meditate, um, and I work out. And so I kind of take care of me first. Um, I might do some journaling as well. Kind of get that, that early morning curmudgeon out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of clear my head. And then once those things are done, I'm, I'm ready for the day. Nice. What type of meditation do you work on? So I used to do headspace. Um, now I'm kind of getting away of headspace and now I'm trying to do like walking meditation mm-hmm. and just, you know, kind of paying attention to, of, uh, you know, that space between thoughts. Right, 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 right. Awesome stuff. Uh, who is the most influential person in your career to date? So the most influential person to my, in my career to date, gosh, that's a tough one. I, I'd have to say that, um, you know, I, I really, you know, one of my mentors is Ori Eisen. He sold his company, uh, the 41st Parameter at Experian, for $360 million. And his mentor was a billionaire, Mort Meyerson. So I think, um, you know, Ori's influence on me and uh, what, you know, what's possible and, and uh, you know, just he's very tough on me. has, has been very influential. <laughs> tough love, hey? <laughs> very tough love. Very good, tough love. Good stuff. Mate, I don't even want to ask this next question because I'm, I'm sure you're going to have 27 answers for me, but I think that's awesome. What is the most influential tool in your business? And the second follow-up question to it is it, is it your tool that you created? Okay, well, yeah. I mean, LG Pass is the most influential tool. Right. And I did create it, yeah. <laughs> uh, then Payment Geek is the second most influential tool, and I did create it. Nice. Uh, so those automation tools are really great. But for, as far as for something that uh, the listeners could probably use sure. right now, um, for an automated tool, oh my gosh, what do I, I, there's so many that I have. Um, what would I say right now? I really love, okay. Snipply is pretty cool. S N I P dot L Y. Check out Snipply. Mm-hmm. I also like Lumen5, L-U-M-E-N-5.com. So Lumen5, like, Reed, you'd love this. Okay. Like, let's say you take a blog post, right? Right. This thing will automate it and turn it into a video. Wow. An automated video. And then that video you put up on Facebook and... You're done. You know, yeah, you're done because, you know, video <laughs> killed the radio star. Yeah, it did. No, that's awesome. So Lumen5.com and Snipply. So S-N-I-P dot L-Y, right? Yes. Awesome. Uh, Mark, what has been the biggest failure in your career and what have you learned from that failure? We can always talk about successes and and all that sort of stuff, but I think failures really shape us into the entrepreneurs who we are today. Yeah, I think the biggest failure in my career uh, was not doing owner financing from day one, right? So my buddies who start at the same time as me, like they're at 250,000 a month in like passive income, right? Um, 125,000 month passive income. So I just did cash flip, 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 flip for like six years before I started doing, uh, owner financing. So I was kind of, you know, slow to that. And so I think, and then not having a mentor when I first started and having that extra pair of eyes to kind of look at some of the, the things that I was doing to say, Hey Mark, you know, you are really not treating this like a business. Like you're doing everything would have been really helpful. So I think that was like a fatal flaw. And then, you know, a deal specific deal that I did was this deal in Pennsylvania where, um, again, I didn't have a mentor and I, I took down this massive deal and instead of doing it in small chunks, like a takedown deal, I bought the whole thing and then the market turned on me and 
I didn't mitigate my risk. Now I ended up making a hundred thousand on the deal, but when I factored into my time, uh, I feel like that's the first deal like I really you know broke even on. Right, right. Well, mate, this has been an incredible conversation. Where can people reach you to continue that conversation if they have any questions or they want to get started in land uh, buying and flipping and creating cash flow through notes? Yeah, I think the best place to go is thelandgeek.com. And then you can uh, join the, the free membership site and you know, unlock all 100 podcasts from the Land Geek archive. Um, and then go on iTunes and check out the best passive income model podcast and the art of passive income model podcast read i've got a plethora of, of, of information out there but the land the landgeek.com is where you can get it, the whole journey uh started i think that is incredible i want to say that you've certainly provided us some incredible golden nuggets of information and just to recap on some of the takeaway things that i've learned from today in terms of the land sale process i think um you know the biggest thing that I took away is you make money when you buy. You're, you're getting it on such pennies on the dollar that your exit strategies, there's no pressure. You haven't bought badly, so you're going to have, you know, you're going to run into trouble. The next biggest thing I think of the takeaway from you is that you're a, you're a serial entrepreneur and that's awesome and you've kept creating uh, models and software and automation to help your business continue to grow whilst you not necessarily put up your feet, but you have other people working on your business for you. And, and I, I think I love the... Uh, the, the, the quote you said, my brain into your employees' brains. Make them have philosophies on every single bit of you know piece of the puzzle when it comes to the business and how to go from step one to step two to step three. So in terms of, of what I've taken away from this show, it's been absolutely incredible. Have I left anything out? No, I don't think so. I, th- I thought of another tool though. That sure, I yeah, go with, ahead. I, for, my, for my team management, I love Slack and I love yes. Basecamp. Yes, yes. I, I've, yeah. I just, just started using Slack with my interns and it's been incredible. <laughs> yeah, isn't it great? It's such and a great... I, it's the best time ever to be in business, Reed. <laughs> it is. And I love the energy that you're bringing to this show because you're making me, I'm like, okay, what can I automate in my business? What what software that Mark can help me create to, to, to get my multifamily investing? Oh, oh, wait. oh yeah, Reed, you got to use Zapier. That's, that's the killer app right there. If you're not using Zapier, then I don't know. That's... <laughs> Zapier, done. Yeah, you're, you're not in business. You're not in business. Good stuff. Well, I'm going to have yeah, all these. so good. <laughs> I'm going to have all these up on the uh, the show notes on my website. So please go to the rsmpropertygroup.com. Mark, I want to thank you so much for dropping by. Have a great rest of your week and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Reid. I appreciate it. I'm going to go get have a Tim Tam now after talking to you. <laughs> cool. Too easy, mate. Talk soon. Thanks. Bye. So there you have it, another cracking episode that I brought to you. Mark is truly, truly a serial entrepreneur when it comes to his real estate investing business. I was completely blown away with the fact that how many software or how many software programs he has created for his own business. And I feel like he invests in raw land, but that's just that's just the product. He's made so many other incredible products around that to support his business, to make his life more incredible. You know, do what you want with who you want, when you want. I think it's really, really important um, takeaway pieces of advice. Remember, if you are interested in you know reaching out to Mark, check out his podcast. It is on iTunes. Uh, also go to my, my website and check out the show notes. It's rsmpropertygroup.com. Thanks again for taking some time out of your day to continue to grow your real estate investing knowledge because that is what we're all about here on this show, to continue to grow your financial IQ. We're going to do this all again next week, so take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing.